The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey Wrestling, the 104-minute man, the main event. I'm really, really good at Twitter, the king of taunts, the product David Starr, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. Well, the good part is we're on the air right there now. There we go. There hey, is. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna see that little little chunk okay. on the Patreon. That's that's behind the scenes been, for you. I've been waiting for us to be on the air to do this. There, there we go. go. Uh, welcome to the Rough House Podcast 4.0. Mm. I'm Marty. Hi, I'm Christoph, and I'm drinking. What are you drinking this evening, sir? This is a Smith and Forge hard cider. Ah, a, a cider was something I would enjoy when I was still a drinker. Yeah, uh, I do. I do was, enjoy a good hard cider. Um, this is one of the better ones, and it's uh, it's six percent in the big boy can, and mm-hmm. um, it's cheaper than you know, like your Angry Orchards or crap like that. So, uh, big fan Smith and Forge hard cider. Pay us, yes, please, please, please. cider. Anyone, anyone, pay us. And speaking <laughs> of paying us, uh, just a, a subtle reminder and a tip of the hat to uh, those who have been supporting or those who are thinking about supporting. We kicked off our new. Uh, Patreon tiers, which include yeah. the return of the Rough House redos, some stickers, uh, erotic uh, pro wrestler fan fiction, yes. uh, everything you could have wanted out of the Rough House. We're going to give it to you. Except for uh, T-shirts. Uh, except for t-shirt. We'll get there. We'll, get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. Let us let us build the war <laughs> chest so yeah. we can get it to that point. Anyway, uh, head to Patreon.com. Look for the Rough House podcast. You can back it if you aren't backing it already. If you are backing it and you want to get some of this new bonus content, don't hesitate to uh, up your ducats because uh, yeah. we will have all sorts of fun content for you. Anyway, Chris, uh, mm-hmm. how What's you up? doing, sir? How you feeling? How you living? <laughs> I'm okay. Had a very stressful, busy week with work stuff. Had to go down to the ATL and take a uh, exam that was three hours long. Uh, they gave us mm-hmm. three hours. It was 50 multiple choice questions, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when it takes you know two minutes to read the question and the options, it's uh, it was a son of a bitch. It was a motherfucker. Um, I'm happy that's yeah. over. Yeah. Studying materials. The book was about I don't know. 
uh, almost uh, half a foot thick, uh, mm-hmm. the Code of Federal Regulations. So it's over. Uh, that part is done. I'm back in town. Uh, I'm happy that it's over. I yeah. saw Deadpool this morning, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a cider right now, and I'm about to toss some wrestling. So I'm okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I still have the anxiety of how I did on this exam. I won't know for about another month, which is fucking torture. I can't Ooh, believe that's they do awful. This it's that's, scant- that's nightmarish. It's a Scantron sheet. It would take 30 seconds to feed it through and yeah. let us know right there whether or not we do. But it's... It's put on by social security and this is like a consulting firm that is like handling everything and everything's, mm-hmm. you know, rules on rules on rules on rules. We couldn't have any electronics in the room at all. So uh, it was all kinds of shit going on. So I have to wait. It is what it is. I'm happy to be back and talking about wrestling. Uh, yeah. with my good buddy, Marty, who, uh, and happy anniversary to you today, my friend. Hey, thank you. Uh, my wife is, uh, understanding enough to allow me to record a pro wrestling podcast on this, <laughs> the evening of my anniversary. Bless uh, ba- heart. Yes. Based on, on what we know or the things we've been able to piece together about the significant others of other hosts of this show. <laughs> Uh, a verifiable <laughs> miracle and really underlining why Correct. I cherish her as much as I do. Yeah, um, she, she's a doll. Yes. Uh, but the world of pro wrestling beckons. Uh, it was uh, kind of uh, a quiet week. We're still on the road to money in the bank. Raw yeah. and SmackDown definitely knew they were up against the playoffs uh, in both uh, the NBA and the NHL. So. Yeah. Kind of zero effort shows, but not bad shows by any means. Not the not the worst Raw we've ever seen and a pretty decent SmackDown. We'll get into that. Uh, the big story this week, though, Chris, continues to be the business of professional wrestling. Money, man. There's a lot of money being thrown uh, around right now. Uh, a lot with Fox, both with the WWE and them selling their um, you know production and entertainment side. Mm-hmm. The majority of uh, ESPN and um, UFC are in bed together now. And the uh, big, uh, big, big news that came out this week was details about the meeting where the WWE and Fox uh, solidified their deal. And I, if I was reading it correctly, it's still the ink hasn't dried or they haven't it hasn't been finalized yet, but it's in the, the closing stages of being accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a it was a big meeting with uh, with Steph and Trips and then George mm-hmm. Berrios and that other lady who are the other co-president. Uh, Michelle Wilson. That's Michelle the one. Wilson. And Sorry, the human sex is me not to remember the female's name, but remember the guy's name. Uh, it's okay. I I can't I can't not remember George Berrios. If you haven't seen a photo of George Berrios, I highly recommend you Google search him, dear Roughhouse listener, because I'm just gonna say after you see his headshot, that's not photoshopped. That's his forehead. <laughs> that's his hairline. Awesome. He is uh he's an odd, odd looking man, but yeah, they, they were wined and dined by Fox and uh, apparently it did the deed. They walk in there, apparently on a big video screen, they got Ronda Rousey holding yeah. triple H over her head uh, for the Samoan drop with Fox sports and FS one logos on it. Like they, they went for the kill and yeah. uh, it looks like they nailed it. Handshake deal right now. All of the eyes are dotted. T's are being crossed by uh, the lawyers, but uh, the the turn of phrase that really stood out because all this uh, broke earlier this week from uh, the Hollywood Reporter. They know their shit. Yeah, they uh, do. I know. Uh, I, I know a lot of people say uh, about Uncle Dave. Oh, what does he know? He's a so called insider. All these sure. different things. They're 
there's at least three podcasts dedicated to tearing apart what he says. Um, fact is, though, uh, they went for the kill. Rupert, Mur- excuse me, Rupert Murdoch. Easy for me to yeah. say. Went for the kill and said NBC Universal is embarrassed by your product. Yeah, that's some shade being thrown right there. One, yeah. it's notable that Rupert was in the meeting itself and yeah. that Vince McMahon was not. Um, and two, that he did throw this sort of shade towards NBC Universal. Um, oh, wow, there's a crazy thunderstorm happening right now. So if you lose me, that's why. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the. Um, I lost my train of thought. The 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 deal the with the shade being thrown. Yeah, well, the shade and and yeah, let's start with the shade. So, um, NBC Universal hadn't really put a lot of eggs in the basket of SmackDown. They didn't really go for it hard because they never expected that it would go for that amount of money. Uh, and shame on you, NBC Universal, because yeah. you should have because it's gone now. And now, I mean, obviously they have Raw, um, which will remain on Mondays and remain three hours. SmackDown's going to Fox will remain live on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So that puts that kind of whole thing in the turmoil. But I don't know what kind of credence I put on the shade thrown by Rupert. I mean, NBC Universal has been with WWE and the USA Network for the majority of, you know, 25, 30 plus years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. A crazy amount of time. Uh, back and- to Saturday Night Main Event on NBC and stuff like that. Yeah, and and the thing that's even crazier was before this uh, conversation even started between Fox and the WWE, which came out of Fox's back and forth with the UFC. Must be nice to have another company that you don't claim is competition, but you know makes deals kind of for sure. you. Yeah. Um, NBC Universal was going to give a ten-year deal yeah. to WWE. They were going to be locked in until almost twenty thirty, which is. A, a sentence that doesn't sound real when you say it out <laughs> yeah. loud. Yeah, so uh, far away. Yeah. Not uh, really. It's 12 years. Exactly. Uh, but but that was going to be the deal. And uh, uh, instead, they get five years of Raw on USA, five years of SmackDown on Fox Live Friday nights. Uh, we'll see what that does to 205 Live. I mean, it's still yeah. about a year and a half away before we really need to worry about it. But you were saying about Rousey, uh, the fact she was on the big well, video screen. That's sort of how, how great of a coup is it for trips and staff? Cause they were the ones who mainly orchestrated mostly triple H orchestrated the whole Rousey thing to do that at the time where they could use her and her star power as a bargaining chip. And as it yeah. was just proven by sh- her being the showcase on the uh, the slideshow on the TVs uh, by Fox, they know you know that's who they're paying for. They're paying for the star power of a Ronda Rousey. So I mean, I gotta you know uh, slap Triple H on the back as a job well done for mm-hmm. for knowing that uh, that she could be used as such a great bargaining bargaining chip uh, at this point in these negotiations. So and it just goes to show that despite everything that happened to her in UFC and her, her breakdown afterwards and her slow, you know, uh, ascent back into uh, the zeitgeist and popular culture and her, her eventual signing with WWE, she's still a very marketable uh, force in the world of sports and entertainment, sports entertainment. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely was a great coup. It does make me wonder, you know, sort of the future of uh, UFC stardom. Uh, thinking yeah. about the fact that a B- Brock Lesnar left WWE under a lot of turmoil in the early 2000s, reinvented himself as the UFC yeah. badass, 
came back to the WWE, became the top guy in the WWE. Uh, and now he's really uh, in a great situation because you have WWE, you have UFC, both of which just got flush with TV cash. If I'm Brock right now, like this, there could not be a better situation put in front of me it's because true. I'm sure both sides want to do business. Granted, the UFC side, that window's a little bit smaller compared to what he could do in the WWE over the next, say, 10 years because he's yeah. still... He's still, uh, I want to say, in his 30s, um, maybe early 40s. I mean, he's still got some. He's he's lingering around 40 one way or another, plus or minus two, I'd say. Yeah, he's still got some time under his belt to do what he wants to do in WWE if he wants to do it. But he gets to play these two against each other. And I I do wonder what this means for, say, a a, uh, Conor McGregor, uh, what this means for really anyone coming up in the UFC system. When you get to a certain point, do you say, okay, now's the time. Do I still want to keep getting punched for real or do I want to take the stardom I've built and play these two companies against each other? Yeah. And then, you know, the fact that Rousey or Brock and Rousey and now Shayna Baszler and looks like the other two horsewomen are Mm -hmm. finally on their way in, you know, they're making it uh, very uh, possible and kind of laying the blueprint down on how to make that transition. Um, You know, and I think Baszler continues to, uh, you know, go up in in her uh, in their talent levels in terms of pro wrestling, you know, promo wise. I think her and putting her and Nikki Cross together, which looks like it's going to happen down in NXT is is the best case scenario for both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really good. And Rousey, you know, uh, let's transition this into Rousey and Raw. It was raw was weird for many reasons, but the whole Nia Jax Ronda Rousey thing, yeah, was so weird because it was such an abrupt and out of nowhere left turn for Nia Jax. The strangest thing, the strangest thing, totally flip the script and be like, okay, now I'm going to be a bully bitch, and that's exactly what she did after being on the other end of that for what seemed like an eternity in this Alexa Bliss feud. So to see her do that, and and granted, I think she probably should have been more of a of, of a bully shit kicker this whole time. But Agreed. the fact that they put her in as this po- uh, positive body image baby face, and then just to Thanos uh, snap of the finger like that, change it, it just seemed a really off putting and bizarre to me. Yeah, uh, it, it does certainly put the writing on the wall that this was not the original direction for Ronda yeah. Rousey. I mean, uh, we we had the tease of a Mickey James angle. Uh, we've had a little bit of a build, build up of a friendship between Natalia and Ronda Rousey. And yeah, to be honest, anytime people are shown as being friends on screen, it's just us said where one turns on the other. Right. Um, for for Naya to have such a, a hard left turn, as, as you put it, into uh, being... Uh, frankly disrespectful and heelish and and all these different things uh very bizarre especially because of the way that this angle got started it was naya saying hey i want to defend the title against you it was charlotte talking ronda into taking the match yeah yeah. uh and now suddenly naya's like fuck you your move ain't shit like what what now now granted i liked the idea uh, of you know somebody in that situation talking shit on a microphone in the middle of a match about sure. how they're going to ta- counter that person's move, but Nia just she doesn't have 
she doesn't have an intimidating voice, no. which I think, you know, if, if you're going to be the, this bully heel sort of thing, it certainly couldn't hurt. Um, you know, Brock doesn't have a great voice and Paul is there uh, to, to take up that mantle and carry the microphone and, and get the point across in glorious fashion as he does. I don't know if Naya needs uh, really, oh man, like a Zelina Vega type uh, person for yep. a Nia Jax. Not Zelina Vega because CN's going to fall flat on his face without her. But somebody right. like that who can um, get the point across without uh, that person having to talk. And they just go out there and do what they have to do. So, you know, I like the idea of this segment. It didn't really, it just didn't. Uh, didn't click because it was so, you know, so out of left field and so yeah. unexpected that you were kind of just like, what, wait, what, what, what the fuck happened? Part of the thing that really kind of hurt that was just the way that it ended uh, with yeah. Naya basically laughing off Rhonda's scowl. Uh, I, last I checked, even Triple H thought the scowl was something to be afraid right. of. Yeah. So uh, it was just very weird, very awkward. It, it, it felt like uh, there was a, there's a, a classic adage about uh, Saturday Night Live sketches that they all just have to end and no one knows how to end one. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. It, it really just felt like, oh, OK, we, we got our bits of, of this promo in. All right. Bye, guys. See you. See you next Monday. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just rolled on. And, and that was it. It was very, very strange. It needed um, more cowbell. Clearly. Yeah. I, I, oh, sorry. What's that? I said it needed more cowbell. Uh, significantly more cowbell yeah, or have it. Uh, wow. Um, wow. Hey, <laughs> shitty Chris walk and talk with your host, Chris and Marty. Um, so, uh, another thing that was kind of weird this week, uh, where was Roman? Uh, he had the night off. He, he was, uh, he was given a weekend off. So, um, I, you know, I mean, everybody deserves a little time sure, off, even at the sure. top of the card, but I guess when you're building to a feud, might not have been the opportune week to take it. Maybe the week after Money in the Bank or something like that. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Or the feud really got off the ground. Great time to do an injury angle to put over Sage Jinder real big before their match. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, so so Seth Rollins had to do. He actually he kind of did three things at once. Um, he you know s- uh, subbed in for Roman Reigns with this Jinder Mahal thing. Had a match with Jinder and kind of worked himself into a uh, a shoot with Elias <laughs> all at the same time. So yeah. um I you know Seth Rollins continues to be the most amazing person on the roster as we extol his virtues week after week and uh, CrossFit Jesus has not let us down yet knock on what he doesn't. Um so you know he got a good match out of Jinder Mahal. You know, it kind of played to both of their strengths. Mm-hmm. Um and you know uh at first I thought it was a little weird that Seth you know, got the chair and, and started swinging around. But then, you know, you think about it, you're, you're at the point where you're just exasperated by the constant uh, threat of um, intervention in the match and mm-hmm, interference mm-hmm. rather, not intervention. That would be weird. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> we please sit down. Yeah. We're going to get in the circle now and tell all of us will tell you how your addiction to CrossFit has ruined your life and our lives. Seth, um, Seth, buddy, you got to stop dating Nazis and sending them dick pics. <laughs> You just gotta stop. Isn't she dating a chick now? I think I read. Uh, I think she's dating. Uh, uh, is it Sonia Deville? Is that her name? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Sonia Deville is dating that one. Uh, yeah, Zahara. What's <laughs> her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was the one that he sent the uh, the nude uh, erect selfie mm-hmm. to uh, at the mm-hmm. same time, which 
good on Seth for getting past that real smoothly. Uh, it's out there. If you haven't seen it, you know, it's worth, it's worth a gander. Dude's Teflon. That's all I can really say. Seriously. Just, just slid right off him. Paige yeah. will be forever be thrown <laughs> under the bus. Well, I mean, there's, there's levels of depravity involved here. I, I understand. I, 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 I still think it was a little ridiculous that, that the uh, response to the internet seemed to be, good on you, Xavier. Good on you, Maddox. Ugh, Paige. Ugh. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, that, I'll get off my soapbox for a minute there. Uh, yeah, Seth. Uh, Seth was uh, going full workhorse, uh, also rocking the Deadpool gear, which I yeah. enjoyed. Yep, um, yep. And I don't know about you, but I'm super stoked for him to have a feud with Elias. Yeah, I'm not sure where it's going to fit on the card for Money in the Bank because it's already pretty jam-packed. Uh, but even if they you know, do a slow burn on that and carry it through, Seth can keep his uh, open challenges going um, you know, and have Elias ruin a couple of them, working up mm-hmm. to Extreme Rules, which I think is the July pay-per-view. Yep. Um, because the card for Money in the Bank is is loaded right now. I think nine matches um, yeah. announced, including pre-show. So I'd hate, I'd hate for you know the Usos or they're not even on the show. The the tag team, <laughs> the tag teams on SmackDown to get uh you know stuck on another pre-show or even the yeah. tag teams on Raw. So it'll be Bray, uh, the deleters of worlds against the winners of a tag team battle royal this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know something has to be on the pre-show. Plus, there hasn't been a cruiserweight uh, match announced either, to my knowledge. So, right, right. a lot of stuff going on, and that's the downfall of these co-branded pay-per-views. That yeah. and it seems like it's taking a really long time to get the money in the bank. This stuff has <laughs> to go. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, on on the subject of Seth v. Elias, uh, the mm-hmm. grand court case. Um, what do you think is going to be the outcome here? Do you think Elias is going to walk away as champion? I, I think there's a higher than usual chance because yeah. he could use the rub. Yeah, and really, I don't think it would. I don't think it would hurt Seth Seth's stock too much to lose mm-hmm. to Elias. Elias has been he's been a steadily pushed character. Maybe yeah. not so much wrestler, but character. He's been uh, he's been featured prominently for a number of months now and he has a really good job uh he's done a really good job of getting over uh we're not getting over but getting heat when he needs to get heat and right you know even and even when he's in the rings putting on pretty good matches which is something i never thought i would say about Elias samson back in the day when he was drifting around in nxt but yeah the guy is, has really come into his own so um seth versus elias um i'm, I'm all in on that um i think the match will be great and Either way, I, I I'm fine with uh, I'm fine with Seth retaining and continuing to be the uh, the MVP. Yeah. Or I'm fine with Elias picking up the IC title, which would then elevate Seth to the next level, take him back into the world title hunt. Or the I don't think he's never he's never been Universal Champion, so um, yep. that would be a good chance for that. And you know, if Roman isn't going to be the guy to beat Brock. It has to be either Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins at this point. There's nobody really uh, believable that could do it. The the thing I'll say is uh, Seth was the guy who slayed Brock Lesnar before. Yeah, he had the benefit of a money in a bank briefcase, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the history's there. And, yeah, and I really do think, uh, you know, you tell me that uh, this coming SummerSlam, we're getting a main event of Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. I- I'm there. That That sounds fantastic to me. Even if it's they they do the old triple threat uh, switcheroo there and oh, throw yeah. Roman in there, 
because uh, Seth and Brock and Cena, the from the Royal Rumble in fifteen, I think the one that was the one I was yeah. at, one of the yeah. greatest matches I've ever seen live. Um, Brock is pretty, you know, pretty complacent with a triple threat match. He can still toss people around, and it's good, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll give you know Roman and Seth a chance to get some get some shots in on each other, and for Roman to eat the pin for Seth, obviously, and win the title. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, yeah, that those that's another possibility, uh, depending on where we go in the next uh, next couple months here. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to get Brock until SummerSlam, which is not yeah. a shock, but is a shame still. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, you know, I've, I've, my, my thoughts on Brock are, are what they are. Oh, back to Elias real quick. Yes. You caught up on the tables for three shows on the network. Do you watch those? Uh, I'm sorry. Everything totally froze up my side. Yeah, we are recording in the too. middle of a yeah. storm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tables for three. Have you caught up on those? I have not. No. There's a good one with uh, it's it's okay. It's not great. It's, there's <laughs> there's one with Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog and Elias. Oh um, wow! Yeah, which is kind of interesting because they talk about you know you get you get a little more backstory on Elias the person um, as opposed to the character, and they talk about guitar shots and stuff like that. And yeah, you know Brian James and Double J have a couple a uh, couple good moments in there too. That one's pretty good. The best one that I think I saw it was uh, Angle. Um, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. That's a really good table for three. Yeah. The, my favorite part of that episode is that you, if you ever watch these shows, you know, they, they serve them food and they're supposed to, you know, talk and eat and whatever. Right. Half the time they don't eat or they just pick up their food. <laughs> Fucking AJ Styles is housing spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> this whole damn time. Like a fucking five-year-old with his beefaroni, just like shoving it down his throat. <laughs> and, and like answering and talking questions with Shane and Kurt Angle too. Uh, it, was, it was really entertaining because he just did not care. He's like, oh, I'm getting some free meals? Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs right here, Garcon. Let's get this shit going. That, uh, so that's that pretty was, fantastic. Highly that, recommend you check that's awesome. I think there's also supposed to be like a, another one of those uh, WWE 365s for AJ Styles popping mm. up in the not too distant future on the I network. Watch so uh, like I'll, I'll have to keep an eye on the network over the next few weeks. Um, speaking a little bit more about Raw, uh, two other bits I wanted to get into. First was, how are you feeling about the whole Braun Finn thing? Um, you know, I, the match, uh, the matches have been uh, okay, and I like those two. Personally, I'm not sure what the gain is. I mean, obviously, um, it's kind of a lose-lose because Finn really needs some direction right now, and Braun has so much steam, it would kind of you know take a little bit out of him to lose the Balor. And it looks like he almost uh, he was getting close at the one point there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Who interrupted the match? I uh, refresh my memory. Uh, it was sorry. Uh, it was Owens, Kevin Owens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, KO, who was kind of floating around looking for something to do as well. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, because they're all in the ladder match. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Bobby Roode came out and that whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're just going to put ladder match people, uh, money in the bank people against each other, you know, that's fine. They've had a history over the past month or so. Um, but, I, I, you know, 
Braun and KO is a fresh matchup. I think we're getting mm-hmm. Rude and uh, Rude and Strowman next week on Raw has been announced, so that'll be um, interesting. So curious to see how all that pans out because those are the four guys from Raw in the Money in the Bank thing. Did you have any thoughts on the uh, the whole thing? Um, really, my my only uh, concern about it, and this may be some uh, unnecessary hand wringing from uh, your old pal Marty. Uh, I I feel like it's an addition by subtraction scenario of putting. Finn and Braun on match against each other on weekly TV two weeks in a row. Yeah. Both of those guys are so over and, and they're basically part of the next crop of stars. Uh, I, I would want to keep them away from each other. I recognize it helps sort of add some intrigue and build to the ladder match uh, at, at the pay-per-view coming up, but I don't know. I, it, it feels just a bit like they should, uh, they should hold off on it. Um, and, and I don't think it's been the best thing for a guy like Finn, who despite being super over really hasn't been given anything since the universal title two years ago. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he was out a lot of that time with the, with the injury, but since coming back, he's kind of, kind of floundered around. He's had a couple title shots, at least for the IC. Um, I think at one point, unless yeah. I'm totally making that up in my head, which no, is no, you're right. Uh, that okay. was at, at with, Mania, uh, Miz, was, right. Yeah. Miz, uh, Finn and Seth, they kicked yeah. off the show. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so, but yeah, nothing, nothing's really clicked for him. It looked like he was going to get back together with the good brothers. And then the good brothers went to SmackDown. So right. then he was kind of like, well, shit, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> so, um, what are his odds? Do you think for money in the bank? You think he has any chance of winning it? Um, He's one of those guys where if I had to, you know, sort of sort him, he'd be high up for me on the I wouldn't be surprised if list. <laughs> like, I, I know that Very sounds like a list there, my friend. Uh, right. But I, I, I recognize him damning the faint praise. Like my gut tells me it's either going to be Braun from the raw side or Joe from the SmackDown side. No, Miz. Uh, you don't think Miz gets it? Uh, I. I, I feel like they're going to use Miz's participation in this match to build something with Brian. Okay. Um, right. that, that's where I'm sitting. Although Miz is right up there with Finn in that list of like, hey, if he wins, I wouldn't be that shocked. But it's not where my gut is, is, is putting, uh, you know, uh, their participation in the match. I really think it's either Joe or, or Braun, depending on which show they want to have, have the briefcase. Sure. Um, but uh Finn and Miz are, are definitely two guys I could see. Unfortunately for, you know, Owens and Rude and, and the other guys in that match, Rusev. it's uh, Rusev, uh, whichever member of the New Day, which apparently we won't find out until the day of the pay-per-view. Which I like. Uh, I, I do like that as well. But whoever it ends up being, I just kind of feel like they're filler. That's also why I would immediately disqualify, say, whichever member of the new day it is from winning because they are holding it off. They aren't using it as like long form storytelling. They've done weirder things before yeah. uh, with, with the money in the bank. They've given it to people we didn't expect in the past. I mean, Kane won the damn thing a few years back. Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah. Baron Corbin, another <laughs> example. Uh, so I, I could come out of that pay-per-view really surprised and see Rusev win it or Big E win it or someone like that. But, um, yeah, as much as I would like Finn to win, I think it'd be really great for him to win it. It feels like there's something that that has uh, kept him behind from it. Do you get WWE push alerts on your phone? 
Uh, I do. Uh, what 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 we get breaking right now. as we're recording right now? Eight twenty eight on Thursday night. Breaking: Seth Rollins will defend the Intercontinental Title <laughs> against Elias at Money in the Bank. Well, there so, we go. It's going to be an even more answer. packed show. Um, <laughs> so sorry, tag teams, you're on the pre-show. Yeah, exactly. Which is a shame. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the one last bit I want to talk about for Raw was <laughs> uh, the women's gauntlet, which paled yeah. in p- comparison to the men's gauntlet. Yeah, this year. and uh, that's not for lack of trying. I mean, Ruby yeah. Wright really put on a hell of a performance, probably her best main roster performance we've seen from her yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, the women's uh, revolution, evolution, whatever the fuck they're calling it. It's it's still not up to fully up to speed with the men's side of things because I feel like they didn't allot enough time, even f- even for a fucking holiday show. They could have cut out some of the uh, B. B team barbecue, uh, the extra mm-hmm. is a typo. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that was for me, Chris, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> BYOBB. What's that other? Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> Just a little bit of airborne. It's still good. It's still oh, good. Yeah, it's still good. God, it's such a great episode. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't. I feel like they should have given it at least the third hour. Um, you know, yeah. the third hour historically, uh, even when there's not, you know, uh, Stanley Cup final kicking off and the game seven of NBA playoffs, which 15, almost 15 million people watch NBA. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, had, I, I honestly, I had no idea that the NBA fucking brought in that kind of numbers. Yeah, that's amazing, especially on cable. Cause it ain't like it's on broadcast. Yeah. That that's, that's astounding to me. That really, that really shocked me when I saw that number. Um, but yeah, they, they should have given much more time to the women. Uh, they kind of breezed through the first couple matches and then the last two, uh, yeah, the last two kind of, kind of eked it out a little bit longer, but, um, but yeah, Ruby riot really came through Bailey, poor sad sack Bailey, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, falling to the numbers game of the riot squad. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan didn't get that much of a chance. Neither did, uh, Sarah Logan. Right. Yeah. Uh, but once <laughs> Ruby came in and Ruby and Mickey had a, some really good exchanges and then mm-hmm. Ruby and Sasha, that's the best I've seen Sasha Banks look in months. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell that there was a fire under her, which is good to see, yeah. uh, especially because she and Bailey have been in Schrodinger's angle for the past <laughs> few months. Are they uh, feuding? Aren't they feuding? Who knows? Turn into Raw next week to find out. Um, who gives her shit? Yeah. Uh, not not really uh, a great time for either one of them, but uh, Sasha does get to make it into uh, the big ladder match uh, at money in the bank. Um, I'm a little worried about Sasha in that match. <laughs> Granted she's, she, she's done a, uh, uh, elimination chamber without mm-hmm. getting terribly hurt, but there was a good run there. It was just kind of like, yeah. Oh, Sasha's going to break in this match. Yeah. The hell in so, the cell match, especially with Charlotte. That was the one yeah. that was like, Oh, no, 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 yeah. Simmer down now. Maybe not try a second time to break that table. Um, yeah, but uh, that will, you know, it's what. So we got Ember Moon. We've mm-hmm. got um, Sasha Banks. We've got mm-hmm. Charlotte. We've got Becky Lynch. We've got who else? Do we have Natalia. Natalia and Lana. Yep. 
And then who are the other raw ones? Uh, hang on. I, I'm, I'm pulling up our, our full list. So for the women, it is Ember, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Becky oh, Bliss. Lynch, yeah. uh, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. Naomi is in it. I wasn't sure if Naomi had made it or not. So there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, ooh, hmm, interesting. Not sure. I don't think Bliss gets it as much as, uh, you know, she, she's had, she had a good year. I feel like she's kind of going to get put on the back burner and give some of the other girls a chance yeah. um, at this point. Um, do they do they go with an Ember Moon who is new to the main roster? I'm not sure how the crowds are, are reacting to her when she's out there. Um, she hasn't made the Hulu cut at least in a couple weeks. So <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what's, what's going on with her. Um, she got know. merch though. It's ugly, but oh, she got God. merch. That is some basic ass merch, man. <laughs> I, I, I granted we have no room to talk because we're finally now getting stickers after fucking six plus years of being in existence as a show. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And we're just getting stickers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Marty uh, find it. So props to you. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, if I were to guess, and, and this is probably dream booking of dream booking here, you uh, give it to Charlotte and we get Charlotte Oscar too at SummerSlam. Okay. But that's, that's where my gut goes. I'd love to see a Becky Lynch get it. She, yeah. she would be someone who would benefit from it. Um, and Alexa would make sense if only because it would then make sense to maybe run Rhonda Alexa at SummerSlam. But that's, that's about where I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I I I would love for Alexa too, just because I love me some bliss. Um, I I think Becky, uh, probably is is above Charlotte in my book. Um, just mm-hmm. in terms of they got to do something with this chick or she's gonna fucking leave. Um, yeah, she's been floating in the fucking nothing, you know, drowning next to um a tree's fucking horse. <laughs> uh, it's it's not it's not going well for her right now. So we really need a little something for her. And and Charlotte, you know, Charlotte doesn't need it. I don't think <clears throat> so. You, so as you were saying earlier, you, you're picking Oscar to beat Carmella uh, at Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it's time to pull the tab on the uh, the no, whole Carmella uh, experiment. I mean, it went well, but uh, I, or as well as it could have. Uh, she definitely proved that of the three members of that trio from XD, she's the best of the three. I just had a brilliant idea. Talk to me, Chris. I was going to say how Carmella on SmackDown, uh, she was on commentary during the match, whichever women's match was happening. I can't even recall. Her commentary was great. Carmella's a good talker. Yeah. Take it back to the earlier conversation about Ronda Rousey needing somebody to speak for her. Mm -hmm. You could have uh, Carmella be uh, Rousey's mouthpiece because Carmella is not – astounding in the ring no talk very well rousey will we'll see how she goes in the solo match with nia Jax. still have a lot of you know uh worries about that match but rousey's not a great talker listening to her on commentary on raw was fucking terrible all she could do is like yep uh-huh and shake her head i'm like well this is an audio format here like, the <laughs> not on all the damn time. so uh yeah that uh i think i think i, I think i just solved the problem hey, uh, listen uh, pay me <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would love to see it. Uh, it won't happen. It, no, not in a million years, but I would love to see it happen. Um, real quick, before we dig more into SmackDown, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the women's division did make yeah. me think of something. So it seems like because we are on the verge of May Young 2 season, yeah, uh, we are 
just seeing WWE pick up women again. Um, basically, uh, according to what's out there, uh, Tony Storm, who people may remember from last year's oh, May yeah. Young, uh, yeah, yeah she officially got signed <laughs> to a deal. Although it might be one of those UK deals where okay. just like you know they pay you twenty grand a year and they get first pick. Sure. Um, word is uh, Diana Perazzo from uh, Ring of Honor got and, signed and all in. Yeah, and all in. Uh, and if rumors are true, Mrs. Uh, Marty Skrull. Um, so good, good for her. Um, also, Bree, uh, B. Priestley from the UK Indies, uh, better okay. known as uh, Will Ospreay's better half, apparently right. got picked up. And the woman who a lot of people say is the best female wrestler in the world, Io Shirai, officially coming to the WWE. She was supposed to come with Kyrie Sane last year. Uh, but had neck problems, uh, but officially got cleared and is supposed to be a part of the WWE this coming summer. So with all of those women in the pipeline and all of the women they have down in NXT, do you think it's time for them to start culling the women they have on the main roster? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Could they do an all woman show? Uh, it's certainly possible. They have enough women on the roster now to do an all women's show. Yeah. Uh, if if they just moved everyone to one brand, I mean, 205 live shows, you only need like a dozen people to do a show. It's <laughs> true. Uh, especially if it's only an hour long. Um, yeah. So they could do that. I mean, they could do women's tag titles. There's any number of different things they could do to uh, essentially give the women something else or something more substantial. But I look at it and I go, you know, there there are a few women who, while they're veteran hands, I don't really know if the company knows what to do with them. It's it's no slight to their skills, but I'm talking about the the Naomi's of the world, the Mickey James's of the world. Uh-huh. Um, you know, besides being that veteran hand, what what is the upside, especially when they have essentially this women traffic jam down <laughs> in NXT? Women be driving, man. Women <laughs> be driving. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe they maybe they let some of them go. You know, I can't I can't really see them letting go of a Natalia. Um, yeah. Just because you know you need people. I, I don't know. I guess you need people like that in the locker room to lead and stuff like that. Um, I I don't know. I mean, they, they've they've done they've done a really good job of rebuilding NXT with the women. You know, they've mm-hmm. they. Lacey Evans has come a long way. That mm-hmm. one knockout punch she threw to, I think it was Kyrie Sane uh, on last yeah. week's show, was, was killer. Uh, she impressed me a little bit. Um, you know, and Shayna Baszler's coming a long way. Nikki Cross is down there. Dakota Kai, who mm-hmm. is adorable and I love her, is Swoon. great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, their own brand could make sense, and if you know, if you're going to be pitching this whole women's uh, evolution revolution, is it evolution or revolution? I always. Uh, I believe it's evolution. revolution. Revolution. Be ev- I Either way, um, evolution women- is a mystery, Chris. <laughs> nope, not going there. Don't do it. Don't get that song in my head, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, there's there's enough women there, as we said. I don't, I don't know if it's. You know, it would it would look great PR wise. I don't sure. know booking wise and, and logistically how they would do it if they would do it in like you know what who watches main event? Why is main event a thing? You know, you could easily turn main event uh, into two hundred five or a women's show or something like that. Because um, a lot of time the women, 
you know, get lost in the shuffle if it's not for a title and there's nothing else going on aside from what's going on with the title. So maybe, you know, new titles, like you mentioned, a, a tag team match or a minor title. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of them there. Not all of them do a lot of stuff. I would like to see more of that. So maybe a show is the answer. There- yeah. It, 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 hey, it, it, right now it's a, uh, a seller's market. So uh, if they have more quote unquote content to be produced, now might be the time to do it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, especially between now and the May Young Classic, which I think is supposed to start taping in August. Who else gets called in? Who else gets signed? And what the end result uh, is at the end? Um, so, so let's let's say they cut five. Like, let's say yeah. they cut five women. Who you cut? Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, Dana Brooke, for okay. sure. <laughs> okay, I even forgot she was in the match, the gauntlet match, until you just said her name. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she would be a very very quick one. Um, I think Naomi, which is a bummer mm. um i how featured is she on total divas because I, I i just recognized that that may be an element of who they do or don't keep her and jimmy john uso whichever one it is um they're pretty prominently featured on total divas so okay. that would that that definitely uh helps boost her stock a little bit and you know even if uh she's not so much active performer she's been showing up more with the usos so mm-hmm. if the Usos are going to work a little more face or or, or either way, um, having her with them, um, I don't I don't see as a total downside. I, I don't know if I'd cut her necessarily. I'm with you on Dana Brooke. Who else you got? Uh, you know, and and this one hurts me because I love her so much. But there's a there's a there's an asterisk here. Had Emma done better on the indies? Not to say she's doing poorly because apparently uh-huh. she's drawing audiences and, yeah. and all these different things. I feel like Becky or Bailey, either one of them would probably be apt to leave if not be like, oh, right. Because in both instances, you know, they don't seem to know what to do with them. They both seem to be over and, you know, they get pops. Yeah. uh, It would strike me as one of those great beta bet on yourself opportunities. Um, But I don't know. I don't know because I I don't really know how much of a splash uh, uh, to What's her real name? Neil? Is that what it is? Neil Dashwood, yeah. Thank you. Uh, don't know how much of a splash Neil Dashwood's made besides when she randomly surprised popped up on that Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah, well, she made it to the finals of their uh, Women of Honor tournament to crown right. the first champion, too. Um, so, uh, And then she has been drawing well in the indies from all indications. So, yeah, um, not sure. It kind of seems like Mandy Rose has taken up the the Emelina character that they wanted mm-hmm. to do. And, yeah. man, anytime Mandy Rose is on the screen, I am watching. Um, so I would not get rid of her. I may, and this is probably tougher now that the war Raiders are in Sarah Logan, not really doing it. Yeah. Uh, She may, she may get the ax there. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm swinging the hammer of, of triple H Thor, um, how is, has anybody ever dressed triple H in a Thor costume before? I guess now that Thor has short hair and triple H has short hair. Not that I'm aware of, but Jenny Gargano was rocking the Ragnarok gear back at NXT. That's true. So, That's uh, true. Sorry, I just got really off track there. Um, <laughs> you other, have a weird boner now, and you need yeah, to explain I, it to not, others. It's not that weird. Um, it's perfectly <laughs> normal. Um, Mickey James, as much as uh, you know, she's done great and is fun. Is still in great shape. You know, she's yeah. not really adding that much to 
the division aside from uh, a veteran hand who yeah. you know is not a doesn't worry about putting people over. Um, I don't know. That's five that we got through there. It, it, it's yeah. tough because there's people that we want to see succeed that haven't really been given uh, total opportunities to, you know, Naomi kind of had a, uh, you know, she won the title and then had to drop it and then won it back and then lost it again. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of upside to Naomi. I think she, she sells a fair amount of merch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, super athletic uh, in the ring has a great entrance. You know, there's, there's a lot of perks to, to Naomi. Um, but, Becky, Becky and Bailey, like you said, they, they need some direction. They need something serious. I don't know if it's an attitude adjustment, not from John Cena, but like, you know, physically yeah. or personal inside of them. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I think a money in the bank win for Becky Lynch will help write her course a little bit. Bailey, I'm not sure what they need for her at this point because she's pretty far gone. Yeah, yeah. Such a shame. Such a shame because she really could have been so huge all the potential yeah. in the world and right there. squandered uh which which is a bummer um one more thing from smackdown uh big cast apparently not really hurt oh, there goes there goes so quickly that dream match we all were hoping for joey samoe and the american dragon yep. throwing down on smackdown live I but know. instead all seven feet of big cast got inserted into it joey samoe still won thank god yeah, um, shockingly, I was kind of thinking Brian would pull it out, but I'm glad they're keeping with the momentum for Joe. Cass yeah. is so lumbering and awkward in the ring, <laughs> and his facial expressions are stupid ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he, he just looks – he's overacting is, is what he is. He's not He's not reacting naturally. He's, over, he's, he's acting like he's acting. Right. Um, which, you know, as a non-actor, aside from, you know, the Shakespeare Festival in fifth grade when I played Macduff uh, in, in our uh, elementary school showing of Macbeth. And I was great, by the way. Had an awesome sword fight at the end. Spoiler alert, walked out with Macbeth's head on my sword. It was a, it was a dummy head that we put a, put a crown on. It was outstanding. Uh, nice. But that, that's my acting experience. Um, anyway. I'm a better actor in fifth grade than Cass is now. So that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Um, he's just... And he moves awkwardly. I, I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time really seeing a lot of upside to the guy. Yeah. I, at this point, the, the person that Big Cass is reminding me the most of is Test, yeah. where it's just this idea of you have this big guy that clearly they have such big plans for, but the minute any level of pressure is applied upon him or he's given that big moment to shine, he just collapses underneath it all um obviously i i don't wish ill will on cast and i don't want things to to end the way it did no it's not where i'm going there it's just i'm not putting that voodoo on him um it's just it's a shame because you know uh again talking about that that nxt like there was something there with him and enzo and carmella yeah. And instead, here we are a few years later, and Carmella is champion. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, Cass needs a lot of work, and uh, Enzo is the shittiest oh. rapper of all time. Oh my god! I was, I was two minutes into that thing. It's maybe four and a half, and I it seemed like I had been watching it for an hour. Yeah, it is atrocious we tweeted it out on monday night i think it was when uh, when it was posted Mm -hmm. oh boy oh boy that is some terrible terrible shit good luck to you bud 
Good yeah. luck to you. Yeah, You're gonna no, fucking need it. Nothing says uh, I'm going to continue on with my life by starting off your first thing of your new journey by shitting on the people who actually supported you through <laughs> your fucked up experiences. Yeah. And uh, if I ever read the phrase consensual penis again in my life, it'll be too goddamn soon. Jesus fucking Christ. He's paying $3,000 a day to have that video on World Star Hip Hop. Is he really? $3,000. That's how much it is to have a video on the front page of World Star Hip Hop. That, wow. that, yeah. Because there ain't no way he earned that slot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But yeah, three no, not, grand not a day for sure. his sub SoundCloud mumble rap bullshit. Hey, he Jesus did a good kip up in the video. <laughs> yeah, good, good for him. Good for him. So back to back to back to SmackDown. So the match, the triple threat match, you know, the cast stuff aside, was just what you wanted to see between Joe oh, yeah. and Brian. Obviously, we wanted to see a lot more of those two together, and there will be time for that, hopefully, barring any other disasters with either of those two uh, injury-wise. Um, so so Joe wins and gets his way into Money in the Bank, which I think for Brian's sake is probably a lot safer. Probably um, for the best. Probably a better choice. Um, but that wasn't even, you know, maybe if Big Cass wasn't in that match, it may have been the best match of the night, but it wasn't because the uh, the, the trios match, the, the six-man tag. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my lucha life has gotten me used to saying trios match. Even hey, though that's a WWE, better way to say it, man. In WWE lore, it's a six-man tag. But I cannot tell you how much I love the combination of The Miz and The Bar uh, ah, because they are so fantastic good. together. The backstage thing where he's like, you know, with the blindfold chopping off uh, pancakes that they're throwing at him was outstanding. Yeah. And the match itself, man, uh, Kofi is still uh, leaps and bounds, literally, above everybody else. He's just jumping off of people to hit other people. So good. is great. Uh, Woods hit a great hot tag. The, the finish of that match was just such fire. All six of those guys really brought it. Um, and th- that was, you know, if, if Vince McMahon hates tag team wrestling, show him that match and say, hey, don't fucking hate tag team wrestling. Yeah. These guys know how to do it. And it, the the crowd was hotter for that than they were for uh, for Brian and uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and it really is that testament uh, of what great tag wrestling can be. You know, you, you take all these disparate elements, all these disparate parts, you put them together, and you just get an incredible, incredible match. And uh, I I was just floored yeah. by it. Um, I mean, I was looking forward to it when we, when we knew it was going to be happening. But um, yeah, uh, of of the many matches they run back and run back and run back and run back. That's one I would love to see a few dozen more times, hands down. Yeah. New day and bar fight forever. You get, you get that chant for me. Um, it was leaps and bounds better, uh, than the dance off that we got. So we want to talk about, uh, <clears throat> uh, women's, uh, evolu- revolution, whatever the fuck it is. I can't remember, uh, the women's thing that they're doing. Uh, and granted these two are better dancers than most people who have done dance offs, but still, it's it's such slap dick bullshit to do a dance off. Like who the who the fuck cares? It's a wrestling yeah. show. Who, yeah. Who, what extra eyes are being brought to the show by a dance off uh, between two albeit attractive females? Yeah. But still, I mean, I, I just I just don't get it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that the dance off idea that can go on the burn pile with uh, you, you got dance offs, you got pose downs. You've got tuxedo matches. You've got bikini matches. Yeah. 
you've got uh, stupid ass skits that go on backstage with a commentator's laugh to absolutely no one responding in the audience. Uh, like there, there's so many of these goddamn tropes that I hate. Like that, I I understand WWE really, really, really wants to be a variety show, right? But they're sports entertainment, and the emphasis really is the sport i i yeah. you know that's that's such a uh cliche thing uh but it, it it's just like every time they try to do backstage skits and and tr- and i think that's a key phrase they try to do yeah. a backstage skit it's it's crap the best humor is from the incidental interactions it's it's never right. when they go oh okay this guy's gonna be funny uh you know the the it, it's just awful it, it's just awful and i could just hear vince going well why don't they do a dance off like just yelling at his <laughs> staff of writers telling them to just have the women shake it for him because that's what that's what daddy likes. Uh, it's just, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, can you imagine Vince saying, call me daddy? <laughs> call, call me daddy. Yeah. <laughs> call me daddy. Vinny Dan. Daddy back. Oh ah! God. Yeah. So, so dirty. Have we said, we checked and see if uh, Michael P.S. Hayes is still kicking. Uh, as far as I know, Michael P.S. Hayes still alive. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately. Although at this point, really, they could just take E.T. from that scene where he dresses up as a woman and put him in the place of Michael P.S.A.'s. <laughs> and I wouldn't notice a goddamn difference. Good God. Whoever dresses that man was probably him. But whoever supplies him or sells him those clothes needs to get taken out by the back and just uh, just just taken care of. Because, man, that guy dresses like a full blown asshole. It's like it's like Lloyd and Harry uh, from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Like he, yeah. if he shows up in a full on um, pastel orange suit and top hat and cane one day, which he practically has most times, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. This guy. Yeah. Plus yeah. fanny pack. Of course, the yeah. fanny pack. Yeah. Well, if, if I remember correctly, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes is the same dude who once told Mark Henry he has more of a right to say the N word than he does. So, you know, Michael Hayes is just a great, great guy. I hate that guy so much. I just want to take this moment. Uh, dear Lord, if you're listening, uh, why'd you take Terry? Well, why'd you take Terry? Of three birds, you took the wrong one. Give us yeah. Bam Bam back. Uh, you chose Bam Bam poorly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some bad shit. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Ring of Honor this week. Yeah, finally started announcing some of the matches and some of the talent we're going to be seeing at the Best in the World pay per view, which will be coming up at the end of June in our backyard, UMBC uh, Event Center. We mm-hmm. are going to have a tag title match between the Briscoes and the Young Bucks. Yep. Yes, yes, we've seen it a few dozen times over Doesn't the years. Matter. But it's always great. Always great. Uh, yeah. We're getting a three-way title match. Dalton Castle, Marty Skrull, and Cody for the Ring of Honor title. Yeah. Uh, we should see how that goes because Castle's been pretty hurt, and it feels like basically once they put the title on him, it really didn't fire off the way they wanted. So I wouldn't yeah, be surprised to see a title change. I mean, granted, I'm part of the problem because I don't really keep up with Ring of Honor yeah. as much as I would like to. Uh, but I do love Dalton Castle. I, you know, all three of those guys I'm all in on. Um, I'm curious how this is going to work with within the uh the cody and squirrel world yeah um, you know are they going to work together are they going to turn 
on each other if one of them wins what happens there's a lot of storytelling possibilities there um and like you said it's looking like castle may not walk out the champion if not walk out at all uh, obviously yeah. he'll not die but his being able to walk physically under his own power yeah um, and, and it's funny you said all in because uh, at the ring of honor shows in the uk uh, a few weeks back uh it was uh, basically laid on the line that if cody wants a shot against nick aldis for the nwa title it has to be title for title so i wouldn't be shocked if cody walks out of the umbc event center uh with that belt um also yeah. on that show uh kushida from new uh -huh. japan pro wrestling is coming over just yep. after i was singing his praises on the patreon podcast a few there weeks ago go. so i'm super stoked for that yeah uh might have to make some time to head to umbc for that show and uh not one not two but three ladies from the stardom roster in japan which makes me ask how do we get justin out of the house man <laughs> uh crowbar a couple thousand bucks and um yeah that should do it i think all right you know, so a van we'll be playing master of puppets um we'll be playing master of puppets in the van we'll pull up we'll uh we'll cover him with a potato sack mm -hmm. and if uh if the missus buck shows up we'll say if you tell anybody we'll fucking kill him i'm just kidding we'll have him home by uh 12 30. That, that's it send all the money to make that happen patreon.com Search Rough House Podcast. We'll make it happen. Let's <laughs> give us money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> me. Give me money. That'd be great. Appreciate it. That was from old school, by the way. I don't know if you caught up on that. I did, Chris. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. You didn't, did. re you didn't react to it. I didn't know if I <laughs> fell flat with it or not. You're my boy, Marty. You're my boy. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough podcast. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with justin and my least favorite man on the planet christoph and Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Listen here, baby brother, got some of the kinder care kid, baby, five little small people running to and fro around their house. You got some shit to do. Leave them with me, Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes at the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center. That's right. It's a daycare for your little shits. I was able to raise Dustin into the wackadoo, tranny, gold-covered wackanizzle that he was, as well as Cody. Whatever he did with that mustache, baby brother, he picked it up at the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare.
daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is gonna have to split. Ain't nobody gonna get enough food. Someone's gonna have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water, but only one packet. That shit's gonna be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody gonna get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code mustache for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.